Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Empowering Voices. Are you curious to know who's my guest for today? Jump in and listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Empowering Voices. We have a very special guest today, especially if you are a bookworm like I am, because <laughs> she's special. Bijal is with us, and she will tell us everything uh, about what she uh, does and how the magical books can change your life. We will start, uh, as usual, from uh, one of the statements of my teachers that today is positive thinking. For those of you who are only listening, is the embroidery I have on my t-shirt. So um, welcome, Bijal. Uh, I'm very happy uh, you are with us today. And uh, tell me, do you think positive thinking can be applied a bit on um, to what you do? Um, tell us. Absolutely. Uh, Mara, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I love your work. I love your clothes. They look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, you know, I think you've hit the nail on the head with the, with the slogan, positive thinking. I think we need that more, more than ever right now with the pandemic and, you know, uh, mental health and, you know, all of us feeling a little low, maybe we haven't been stuck indoors, but now... You know, restrictions are lifting, and so all yeah, that. Yeah, we are starting leaving again. <laughs> kind of working. Uh, you know, we're hoping to um, we're hoping to be able to embrace life as we knew it again, which is wonderful. Uh, so you know, there's the positive thinking aspects um, really resonate with me, mm-hmm. um, and I feel that obviously a lot of my work is using literature as a therapeutic medium. Um, but obviously, the the underlying goal of any therapy really is 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 hope, mm-hmm. uh, the hope to get through a difficult issue, the hope to get you know to come out of the other end having processed our pain, um, and you know the 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 thing that supports hope is positive thinking. Exactly. So um, you know, life is a series of li- uh, losses and, and and hopes. You know, it's it's a bit of a cycle, really, isn't it? And um, and you actually, you can help with that because, well, just to put a label, but it's much more than that. You, know? you are a book curator, a, a bibliotherapist, you are an author, a poet, uh, a, a, but you worked in a completely different field. Um, but definitely with what you do today, uh, you can definitely help for a positive thinking. That is not the think positive that I always saw uh, a bit like diminishing the, the value of the feelings. The uh, positive thinking is uh, like a completely change of mindset. Um, and with your suggestions, definitely you, we can get there. So tell us a, a bit. Uh, first, first of all, I wanted to, uh, you were in finance before, right? Absolutely. I, I, I used to work in investment banking. Um, I, I was a mathematician at, uh, you know, by training, I, I did a mathematics degree and then I went into accountancy and then investment banking where I spent, you know, 13 years. I, I, I loved what I did, um, but it was very, the tangible impact that I was having on other people was just not there. Of I was having, very difficult to see it. I mean, exactly. well, in their bank account, probably, but not on a personal life. 
Exactly. I just felt that, you know, I was very disconnected to my real self, which mm -hmm. was, you know, my need to, to help others to, um, to find satisfaction in that. Um, and so I did a counseling and psychotherapy um, part-time diploma whilst working in banking. And I still stayed in banking for a long time, even after that. But, you know, it led me to writing a nonfiction book called The Happiness Mindset, where there's a lot of yeah, now I'm very curious, actually, <laughs> about the book that I haven't read yet. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of um, a lot of strategies for positive thinking in that, I guess. Um, and, and then after the book was published, you know, I got a good response on Amazon. Um, but then I, I really, after having children, I, I really needed to rethink my lifestyle. And I also needed to rethink what was important to me because time is very precious when you have kids yeah. um, and really my goal was to um, merge my passion for helping people and also literature um, and psychology into something that would be of use to others and that's how I sort of established my bibliotherapy practice and my curation practice literary curation consultancy which I really just you know either prescribe books for, for therapy or for personal interest Mm -hmm. Or we can have a session through which you get a book prescription. Um, it's lovely, the idea of having a book prescription. Yeah, that's right. They said the most amazing medication we can ask for. <laughs> I think so. I think, you know, very affordable and very sort of, you know, it hits all the notes of, of therapy. There's this connection, there's reflection, there's catharsis, there's all of these things that come with any form of art therapy and, and literature is so primed for that. Um, you know, you, you might never connect with, you might find it hard to connect with a therapist, you might see a dozen and still not connect, but yeah. it's very easy to find a book that you connect with. And, and that I think is, is the power of literature and that's where we kind of should, um, you know, should, should try and leverage of it, of it. Of course. Yeah, your magic is in finding the book that makes that click yes. uh, when we most need it. And of mm -hmm. course, uh, if I come to you and say, look, I'm very interested in historical novel um, in, during the Victorian period, could you suggest something? Also for that, of course, because uh, you can suggest books. It's of not course. only for, uh, I don't know, personal growth or to overcome some difficult yeah. moment. Yeah. See, the majority of books I prescribe is fiction. Um, uh, yeah. Fiction, because fiction is is incredibly powerful in getting us to connect with our emotions. You know, we get into the character's head, or we empathize with them, or we feel like the author is empathizing with us through what he's writing. Because I really can relate to it. Yeah. Um. So the fic, the magic of fiction sometimes is greater than nonfiction. Um. Mm -hmm. But memoir can also sometimes feel like a story, and it's really the power of stories um, that we as humans are so conditioned uh, to connect to, um, you know, throughout our history and our ancestry and, you know, from the ancient civilizations to now. That's amazing. And I, um, I asked you already, but uh, I want you to tell us again how many books on average you read. <laughs> because I was I mean of, of course I'm a bookworm and I would like to read a, a, a book a day right yes. that's not yeah. possible clearly I it's uh, <laughs> I, I completely hear you and and I think we should all try and 
build a daily reading habit. Mm -hmm. um, and, and for me, it's, you know, I do read every day and I do try and get through three books a week. <laughs> that is a lot, considering <laughs> that you have a family to look after and small kids. And yeah, it's definitely but, not easy. Yeah, audiobooks help a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whilst you're doing chores, you can listen in. Um, but it's and it's part of my my work and what I do um, so you know if you want to stop being a holiday reader you've got to be reading every day even if it's 10 minutes or half an hour or whatever yeah. time you can devote mm -hmm. take a break for yourself you know treat it as a self-care yeah so, exactly it's a way to pamper ourselves so it's exactly. not uh, yeah yeah, yeah. You've got to build it in daily um, so that is something that I always advocate um, but I also want to stress that um, you know some of the things that I prescribe might not be things that I've read because you know I might not have come across it or come across that issue for a client before but I do you know we do do a lot of research talking to other people with similar issues other mental health professionals opinion opinions opinion pieces reviews to make sure that this book is something that's going to be helpful and you know it's, it's extremely tailored like the book prescription is is you know it's a conversation it's it's us you know getting people to fill out a questionnaire that really yeah, it's like more a coaching session yeah plus the prescription of the book yeah exactly Only one. yeah I want to know what it is that's been bothering you. I want to know what it is that you dream of, that you hope for, um, what it is that you enjoy reading your genre, the genres that you like, so that I only prescribe things within the space, reading spaces that you feel comfortable with. And then what mediums, you know, are you, do you like Kindle, audio, paperback? Because not all books are available yeah. in all formats. Yeah. So that's very important. For example, I'm very... Uh, how much time you have, you know, that's... Yeah because I need to then get you the books that match not only your preferences but the time that you have exactly exactly that's yeah. uh yeah actually is a, a very interesting question to ask your customers it's yeah. probably one of the most important because depending on what we do in life we yeah. have time on or not uh, yeah. but as you said if we consider it as a me time we would find it, even if it's 10 minutes a day and not, uh, I mean, hours. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I well, would love to. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, because, you know, sometimes short stories are easier. You can, you mm -hmm. can read a short story as part of a collection. You can read one um, versus like a long memoir, which might take a bit longer, right? And you don't want to be dipping in and out over a long period of time because that doesn't help. Mm -hmm. And does it happen to you to read something that you don't like, but you yeah. feel that you have to read it if you want to be of help? I know there's always that sort of, it will get better. I'm sure it'll get better. Yeah. There's so many reviews, like how can I not, like I have to, I have to try new curiosity gets to you yeah. as well. Um, but I also say like, if there's something you don't connect with, don't force it because it's not helping you. And um, you know, the goal here is to really find something that you connect with. When you're looking at it from a, therapy perspective yeah definitely and do you have um of course you have some preferences i mean some kind of books that you love the most uh what is your kind of book i mean something that makes you really dream and feel the magic yeah sure so i mean i think different 
you know, different points in, in my life, I've loved different things. Um, you know, when I was younger, I read a lot of classics and fiction and, you know, we had that luxury of time at school and, yeah. you know, to do that, like literary fiction and science fiction and historical fiction. And now as, you know, as you get older, sometimes you feel like we only need to read things that are going to be useful. So we, mm-hmm. some people feel the pressure to read more nonfiction. Um, but for me, like during the pandemic, I've I've been craving escapism so I've been reading a lot of fiction um, and a lot of like personal memoirs Um, I think you know I'm at that stage in my life where I just I'm very curious about other people's lives and I'm not at a midlife crisis point but you know very (laughs) curious about how as mothers we navigate um, the huge jug you know the, the, the huge amount of tasks that's imposed on us especially during that motherhood stage um where we're spinning so many plates yeah Uh, so uh, personal memoirs of of mothers and women has been very interesting um work of you know colored authors as well because I feel like I need to see more diversity in what I'm reading Mm -hmm. um and translated works as well because it really some there's some amazing like pieces of translated literature that's fantastic I know you're Italian so you might have some suggestions as well but uh, yeah. I absolutely enjoy reading translated literature as well mm-hmm. Eastern Europe and Europe as well so yeah well I, of course where possible um, with the support of all the languages I know I try <laughs> to read in the original language yeah um, but of course uh, if you cannot get there in this way um, yeah you you get I mean translated work and uh, there was a period that was very interested in Asia uh, area um, uh, works from Asia Uh, so of course I don't know (laughs) the language I didn't have a choice so um, yeah and we were talking also of the post book blues that I told you I mean it's uh, such a good expression to talk about it um and a very good book is what uh leaves behind actually um tell us a bit about this yeah I mean I think you know when you've read a really amazing book that you've really connected with I think when you get to the end you feel like you're saying you know I always say if you feel like you're saying goodbye to familiar friend Mm -hmm. or familiar friends and you know that in itself can feel a little heartbreaking or a bit of a a sense you might have a sense of loss yeah you feel lonely (laughs) you do do. and you feel like you can't read another book because either you'll you'll betray them or you'll be disappointed because it won't be as good or you'll spoil the magic of this book if you read something else yeah Um, it's almost like you know when you're rebounding from a relationship you know you (laughs) kind of want to still immerse yourself in the nostalgia of that relationship and you don't really want to move on yeah that's what happens when you have the the post (laughs) of clues um and so I always like I always and it's a bit like holidays as well you know when you Mm -hmm. when you feel like the end of a holiday is coming and and you feel a little bit disappointed and you know sometimes you book another holiday yeah but you say it won't be the same and you find all the negatives possible for the next one yeah yeah that's right but I sometimes counteract it by just having another book to look forward to after this book so I don't necessarily feel that pinch so much yeah I have to say for me it it, it's uh it depends but now it's two months I've started something like 10 different books 
trying mm -hmm. to start another book after the last one uh, that left me very uh, engaged and shocked and with that magic, although the feelings were not always uh, positive. Yeah, um, yeah. But you have to fly now to, to meet. <laughs> yeah, but still nothing. So I'm still trying. And probably I just closed one of the most amazing books, but it was on the right moment. So yeah. I'm just waiting. <laughs> you want to savor that other, the, the other book, the first book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and, I do advocate the use of journaling. Um, uh -huh. You're reading a book that you really love and kind of, jotting down what it's bringing up for you mm -hmm. um so do you think there's something in there that that might be helpful or that you can learn from or that's telling you about yourself yeah actually it's, uh, because you do such an introspection uh, while yeah. you're reading because it's of course if you really like a book it's because either you identify yourself with the with the one of the characters or with the story or whatever it is it's yeah. uh, you are starting analyzing yourself actually exactly. and there are aha moments yes. while you are reading about yourself nothing yes. to do with the book in reality and yeah, yeah. that's it. I mean that's exactly right I mean in in the bibliotherapy framework that I use the first stage is the identification mm -hmm. the connection the identification the reflection it's all part of the journaling journey the bibliotherapy journey mm -hmm. um, I, I mean I go through all of that on my online bibliotherapy course in terms of using literature as a self-care strategy and literary journaling and that all of those things are, are key and I think now to read without doing that for me would feel I don't know like cheating like I, I just okay. feel like um, you're not getting enough out of re your reading if you don't do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you're right although it becomes automatic right yeah but journaling of course makes it more real because you are using your hand possibly not a computer yes. and uh yeah it's uh, actually I, I never did it for a book i had for a period i had one of these uh, diaries where you write uh, maybe just one sentence that the book left uh with the date when you read it so now thinking of it was amazing to read back yeah. and see what the book told me and <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you're right it's uh, I have to start doing it it will be self-discovery yes yeah I think so I think so I think um it'll be interesting I think for you as well just to see what's what's coming up yeah definitely and do you have um, um, a statement, a word that guides you a bit uh, with uh, what you do and yeah, for the aim of your uh, business? Sure. So, I mean, I... Maybe from one book, of course, yeah. <laughs> a quote of uh, some favorite author. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for me, like the word that's... Um, the word throughout the pandemic, the word throughout my life, I guess, that's always been so important is, is, is connection. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it doesn't matter if the connection is surrogate, like if it's through a book or through a movie, or as long yeah. as you're connecting to something, um, that is the precursor to, to, everything you know um to healing to um feeling seen to feeling valued like I just think connection is is so important and 
often we miss that we all miss that a lot especially with you know the loneliness epidemic right now and mm-hmm. you know COVID didn't help that and just mental health and understanding others you know connection is the the, the, the precursor to all of everything to relationships to you know to ourselves yeah to growth to yeah, yeah of course yeah, yeah. and uh, well now with the pandemic is probably because we uh, moved in our little corner but before the pandemic was probably because everything was too fast but you are right I mean looking for the connection with people with the things with emotions is the first step towards feeling better basically and and grow and uh, change emotionally so yeah Yeah. I love it I love it (laughs) Um, I just want to remind everyone, of course, your uh, details will be everywhere in the in the post on the cover of the podcast. So it won't be uh, difficult to um, look for you and connect with you because I really think um, uh, it's uh, our mindset, our mental health, for example, has such a big importance on the way we live life. So yeah. instead yeah. of looking too far we have uh, we have you with the, your uh, uh, therapy uh, through books and through words that is something fantastic we need your prescriptions <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the the, the, the the business is book therapy and the website is booktherapy.io um, but uh, yeah please reach out if, if you need any kind of literature to support you or you know, and it's actually because I was checking your website, so you have also um, uh, uh, packages for gifts because it's yes. one of the most amazing presents you can receive, actually, if you are a book lover and whatever is the reason, right? Just because you want to escape or because you need uh, any kind of help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the book prescriptions are great gifts. Um, the bibliotherapy course is a great gift. Generally, I have some literary journaling books mm-hmm. and stuff um and literary guides to, for travel like to new york and london and just yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally we saw we start <laughs> yeah. excellent so thanks a lot for being with us and uh, again i invite you all to check abjal uh, uh details and connect with her thank you and thank see you, you so to the next episode. It's a pleasure bye <laughs> All right. Bye.